0: Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole.
1: I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial
2: advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and
1: everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve.
0: So let's talk money. And
1: sports. And sports.
0: Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook, Investment Advisor Representative, and I want to hear what the guys did for their wives on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Put you on the spot. Yeah,
1: happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Cole Peterson, (laughs) Investment Advisor Representative at Central Financial Group, and uh, we decided not to do anything, but I was up when my wife was awake to go to work today, and we had a hug and a kiss and said, Happy Valentine's Day
0: very
2: romantic
1: oh very nice cole Jasky, uh financial advisor yeah i got uh,
2: delivered dunk or uh, starbucks not Dunkin'. excuse Starvings. me starbucks starbucks that's like a key to my wife's heart is uh starbucks in the morning there you go i love it i thought it was i thought she was a duncan girl she well they got the new starbucks open in town the drive through so oh, so that's catching she's cheating people. on duncan yeah, yeah it's catching and it's more expensive i've noticed it's starbucks like, is oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's, is it? It, it is it is definitely more expensive inflation yeah.
3: Caleb Westall, producer of How to Money with Cole and Cole, digital media designer at Spin Market. Um, me and my wife haven't done anything yet. We're going to do, we're going to go out tonight, so. Um, no yeah. kids life yet. You're yeah. so close. I'm lucky. Yeah.
1: yeah, You yeah. guys are still in that that honeymoon yes. stage where you yeah. still celebrate Valentine's Day. I told you yeah. <laughs> to be so romantic <laughs> we're, on we're these not days. Doing,
3: we're not doing anything huge because we're trying to like save every penny we can because we're about to buy a house, so. Right. We can we're going to do a gonna cheap date. We're going to do something date. small tonight. Yeah, we're going to do a cheap date tonight, That's so. That's fun. Yeah. Well. All
0: right, what'd you guys think of the Super Bowl? Would oh, you man. make the call or not as that ref changed the game?
1: It the it, the game. it stinks that it 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 came down to that. But at this, and Cole said this yesterday in the office. It was a hold at that time in the game. Do you call it that? It, it's that's one the of, hard part.
2: It's so hard. And now. I, I did like to see. I saw a lot of the Eagles players were like, you know, they all the media was asking about, it and they're all like, "Well, we shouldn't have been in that position, yep. right?" And that's, that's the correct answer there of like, "Shouldn't have came down, you know, as a team. Like, you don't want it to come down to one play." But yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It was like it was an awesome game, and then you kind of have that that happened, and you knew the game was over. Basically, yep. it was it was a first down. And I was trying over. to explain yeah.
1: to my kids why the game was over, yep. and and or to my son, I guess a thirteen year old, the only one that was awake. But I was trying to explain. I was like, "Well, they can run the clock out now because right. the Eagles are out of timeout, so they can run it." run it out and uh yeah but that game it seemed like the eagles were going to win
0: yeah jalen hurts was ugh.
1: i mean they the, the whole game i'm like it felt like the eagles were up like 20 points the whole time i told my I dad feel, i said nonstop. if they
3: hadn't had that scoop and score it could have easily been 28 to 7 at halftime and it exactly. would have been over yeah. halftime adjustment
2: yeah. so you can and see that the, huge the Chiefs came out yeah that Chiefs. was huge yeah. But yeah. there, did you, there was a, on the punt return, there's never been a punt return in yes. the Super Bowl. And then the, the coach, the special teams coach had said something to one of the, to Greg Olson or one of the announcers, Hey, there's going to be a, he, he was calling, so basically close. calling a punt oh, really? return. And yeah. it j- just, closed. oh, so close. Well, it, it never happened. And that's never happened in the Super Bowl. <laughs> my, so. And
1: my son was baffled by that too. He goes in 56 years, there's never been, you know, yeah, he just couldn't yeah, believe it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that, apparently.
3: That had to be one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. I thought seen. it was great. It was, yeah. it was a really good game. It's so fun when
1: there's, well,
2: there's a lot of action scoring. You yeah. know, it's not, you know. Yeah. But uh, hey,
1: Bailey, I forget who picked the Chiefs and who picked the Eagles. Uh, I, Thank you. Do you remember what happened? <laughs> Colby
0: and I won and I love winning.
1: Yeah. We get free lunch. Uh, we already got it on the calendar. Yep. It's so. on the calendar. Thanks, Liz. Me and, and Colt <laughs> J have to
2: pay up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's Cole right. J
1: will pay up. You're saving for a house. I'm yeah, sure. Well, he's I'll, cut, fit you, the I'll bill. cut you a break. He's there. a kind yeah. guy. No. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited for that lunch. Thank you, losers. But if you did not <laughs> catch part one, you need to go back and listen to the episode before this. We kind of talked about part one of what is it like to sit with a retirement planner. And we went through statements, retirement income, investment assets, all that good stuff. Now we're kind of going to shift and go through liabilities, debt, budgeting, my favorite word, budgeting, and all that good stuff. Caleb, listen, because this is great for your getting ready to buy a house, young guy, getting young family. So guys, I'm in my first meeting. I'm younger. I'm saving. I might even be younger, but I might be. Why do you need my mortgage statement? Why do you need my vehicle loans, my business loans, my credit cards? What do you guys look at with that stuff?
2: Yep. So, you know, this really comes into kind of the budgeting aspect of, of when we're sitting down having meetings with clients. and And really, we're going to talk two different types of budgets, right? You got the the pre-retirement budget. Maybe that's, you know, a young, young person like Caleb's family or young family. We're talking a lot more in the debts, liabilities. Where is your money actually going month to month? Where's that paycheck going? And then on the other side of that, that's the the post-retirement budget. And that's where maybe we, we handle a lot more just with our clientele base, but we do do a lot of both. And that's, you know, what are you going to be spending in retirement? You know, is that travel? Is that, you know, healthcare needs, medicines? What what does that look like? So two different types where a lot of times in retirement, you got a lot, you know, your mortgage is gone, not always, but most of the time your mortgage is gone. You don't have that car payment, but you know, and I, and I'm maybe I'll talk, I'll let Cole talk a little bit more on the post retirement, but the, the pre-retirement. So, so the, you know, Caleb, Caleb comes in and um, he gives me all of his debt statements, you know, we're going to go through and look at some different strategies to say, Hey, maybe there's something that's a, you know higher interest rate or something we can look at refinancing or pay a little bit more on and pay a little bit less of something else and uh and look at where you know, where, are the, where is the money actually going? And that's where we start there and kind of do an analysis or a deep dive on, on where's the ac- money actually going. Yeah. And
1: I've also, I've also seen people in that age range where I'm like, why are you double paying your mortgage? That's 3% and you're single paying your car payment, which is 8%. Like yep. Yep. we're going to, and, and not that, not that, uh, that people like Caleb uh, are, you know, he's a great example. So we're I mean, going to yeah. We yeah. keep pointing yeah. it. And, and Caleb has, hasn't come in and told us all this stuff. We're, we're just using him as an example, but, um, at the same time, you know, some things that, that may seem obvious to us because we look at this stuff all the time are not always obvious to everyone else. So we're going to, we're going to ask you those, those questions and some of that stuff, you know, maybe you won't know the first meeting or something, but we're going to ask you, you know, try to get what your interest rate is on your car loan, you know, especially if you have a big one or get your interest rate on your business loan, get your interest rate on your, you know, so we want to see those things because We're we're really interested in where your money's going, what debt you're paying off, and can we save more if we pay off less debt? You know how how we want to go about that?
2: Yeah, I think we, you know, we become like a uh, intermediary or a discipline. Sometimes you know it's harder for people. It's easy to get a credit card. It's easy, you know. I got several of them. Yeah, for most people, (laughs) it's easy, right? So so that's where you know having those conversations. I think that's the. It's a lot of times people know. But, you know, pointing it out, getting it on paper, kind of black and white of like, oh, I am, you know, spending this and I'm paying. A lot of people don't know yeah. what they're paying in yeah. interest. I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say
0: that a lot of younger people. No idea. Even if you say, what do I make? Like, they're like, oh, something around. They, You know what I mean? And just to know exactly what's coming in, what's going out. I think a lot of people won't don't want to look at their debt and put it in front of them because then they're more like, oh, that's a lot or overwhelmed yeah. or just don't even know where to strategize or it's actually almost freeing to look at it. Like, here's my mortgage. Here's my student debt. Here's my car loan, credit card, whatever. Have a plan. What's priority? Where can I put a little extra or where can I... And that's kind of what... And I've used this analogy with cold P. Like, I work out, right? I don't just make my own workout plans. I don't just do it on my own. I follow a plan. I have, like, fitness planners. I have Peloton. And they do my workouts. And it's, like, that same guidance. Like, I think... You're overwhelmed because if you, you don't have you go know to the to gym look, without yes. any idea of what yes. you're going to do? You're, yes.
2: You know, you're probably, I mean, you can get some stuff done, but you're not going to yeah. be that productive. Or if you go and you know you have eight things you're going to do and accomplish in yes. this time period, you're going to get a lot with more
0: done. Yep. Like Same with your budget. Yeah. Same with your budget. I'll give her
1: a, a real life example of this because I had a client. She, she was, you know, in her 30s and she came in and she wanted to to invest some money. She had saved up some money. She had about $50,000 sitting in savings. I was like, oh, great job. You know, that's awesome. You know, especially at your age. Um, she's like, you know, I wonder what, what to do this. And, and sometimes people wonder why we ask these, all these questions. So I started asking her questions and, and she told me eventually we got to the debt and she said she had $10,000 worth of credit card debt.
0: You're like, why? You have 50, <laughs> I'm 000? like, okay,
1: what's the interest rate on that? She's like, oh, I don't know. Well, we brought it up and it was like 12.99% that she was paying interest on this. And she had been carrying a balance for over a year. And I'm like, you have $50,000 in savings. And at that time it was only earning like one, one percent. And I'm like, that's earning 1% and you're paying 129 like, and, and it, and, and don't think that, like, I'm we talk down to people, we just kind of make them realize or open their eyes to, like, oh, I should use 10,000 out of my savings and pay off that credit card debt and then maybe invest 20 instead of investing 30. Yeah.
2: I, I get a question, but maybe for both of you two, this is this is a good one that comes up is when we are talking about the buckets of accounts, you know, the savings checking you know, uh, talk a little bit about like emergency savings. Yeah. That's, that's something, I guess, what's your guys' thoughts or philosophy on that? On, on I, how you look at it?
0: Um, young people with, without kids, I think matters. Like we have three kids, okay. obviously my this is that emergency pre, pre fund and post yep, retirement is very important, too. probably more than Caleb right now who could maybe get by with three months expenses. But I think a great rule of thumb is three to six months of your fixed expenses, like your mortgage, your lights, your water, you, you need the food, the basics. How do you know you what your
2: fixed expenses are? Oh, I budget them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's where it all yeah. kind of works together. Yes. That's, that's and maybe, the important piece
0: maybe break it. that down for a budget. Fix, it, it, you
1: know, it, fix. An easier way to go about it instead of if if yeah. they don't want to do a budget or if you haven't done a budget it is just three to six months of what your earnings are yep. Yep. So you can, yep. you know, if you make uh, $35,000 a year, you cut that in half to 17500 you know, in in some somewhere between zero and seventeen thousand five hundred is what you should have saved up. Mm-hmm. You know, just in case you were to you know lose your job or someone got hurt, something like that. That way, you you have something to fall back on. Where if you are not collecting a paycheck,
0: yep, yep. Everyone get your emergency fund in.
2: Line. Yep,
1: yep.
0: All right, Cole J, break that down though. We'll kick on the budget. Like I am sitting down. What are my fixed, non fixed? What do I look at?
2: Yep. So your you know your fixed stuff would be obviously your first you got to start with your income, right? What are you making? What's coming in, right? That's income. You know maybe you got investment income, you got a business, whatever it might be. Then you go into your you know your fixed liabilities or fixed debts. So that'd be your you know your car payment, your house payment, you know any medical bills, student loans. That's a that's a hot topic right now. Um, and then your you know your your non-fixed or things would be credit card debt. You know maybe um, you know.
0: Eat now. Uh, yeah.
2: Eat now,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: Everybody Eat now, Starbucks. Yes. Star- <laughs> yeah. Starbucks. Starbucks yeah. for yeah.
1: Chelsea. Your, your Starbucks budget. Gifts. You know, yep. yep. Gifts. Birthdays. You know, Christmas. Like Christmas. Yeah. Right. Var- that's, variable expenses. You know, those that, are that things that you change.
2: know we're gonna go through throughout the year of of getting an understanding are. And then obviously and then you gotta shift into okay, now I wanna save for retirement. You know, what's my fixed retirement savings? You know, yep. is am I doing contributions to my Roth IRA? Am I doing a non qualified account? Am I saving you know for my kids' education? Um, those are all things that, you know, and that's where I always treat those um, when I talk to clients about, you know, what should I save for my kids, right, or, or that extra savings where it might be is I try to always get them to look at it as a bill, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. hey, that's a fixed yes. expense, that's the cost of, of making it work. You know, you can't let that be the, the oh, should we go out to eat all week or not save for that 529 account? You know, it's like, pay yourself. you, you got to treat that as a bill and treat your savings as, as a, as a fixed expense. I agree. Absolutely. That's a great tip or an investment in yourself is really what it is.
0: All right, let's shift. So you guys, we got my budget. It's a great budget. I looked at all my debt. I'm not scared. You guys have put me on a good plan. You're guiding me on where I want to be putting down debt saving. Okay. What other assets do you want to look at in the meeting?
1: So we, w- we also want to see what you have for insurance purposes so life insurance um you know long-term care insurance more for the the later uh you know later group uh, but also disability insurance auto and home we're gonna we're gonna look at okay what if what if something happens to you or to your family uh what 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 do we have to cover it so we're gonna look at those things there's some some life insurance that holds cash value so we're gonna put that in your plan um so we want to see what the uh you know, it's called risk management. So fancy word with basically insurance.
0: Okay, perfect. And why are we looking at my life insurance at a younger age? Why is it, I'm going to go the other way in a second, but I have three kids, me and Luke. Why tie is in important?
2: the, you know, tying the, we were just talking about budgeting and mm-hmm. debts and, you know, debts, fixed debts, whatever it might be. So first and foremost, you know, I'll use an example where, you know, maybe one spouse uh, is income, you know, the, the reliance is on one spouse's income, right? And if, if we have half a million dollars in debt between house, you know, house payment, you know, 350,000, two cars and some student loans and one spouse's income, you know, pays prime, you know, most of the, most of the bills, you know, we better make sure that something, if something happens that other spouse, you know, has something to take care of them or get them through that tough period. And that's where, you know, and then budgeting for that expense, because it isn't, you know, you got to pay for the life insurance. So figuring out, okay, how much can we afford, you know, you know, looking at the debt, looking at the income, you know, and we're looking, you know, definitely more on that younger, I would say younger yes. family side right now, obviously the shift, you know, when someone gets into retirement stage that those goals and objectives change, but that's, that's why it is, is, is important. And it's really tied back to your budgeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I want to plug this in for young people. Cause I know that's like a kind of a focus point of today, but Life insurance is something like you just keep putting off, and I was just laughing with one of my friends, like, "Oh, I'll do it, I'll apply," but it is so important because it would—it is tragic if something—and it's pretty affordable at this age. Like, you can get a pretty decent coverage for a very affordable amount in your budget.
2: We're a little younger than Cole P over yeah, here, but no, yeah. we, we've got—I've got a lot <laughs> of friends that yeah. that you know I talked about life insurance five, six years ago, and they're like, ah, you know, not a big deal. And now all of a sudden they're married, family, kids, debt, and. I'm having a lot if of expensive as
1: you get older and having a lot of locked insurance. it in five yep. to six years yep. ago, you would have got a, uh, you know, price that was different. And, you know, also people, you get medical, more medical issues as you get older. Yeah. Most people don't and then realize your rating that. gets worse. Yeah. If you can lock in a, in a payment at age 30 that you have for the next 30 years, that, that that's huge.
0: This is a real life example. I have a million dollars of term life insurance for 30 years. I pay $700 a year. I mean, if we're yep. comparing, if something happened to me, and Luke,
1: yeah, who sold you that? I forget. <laughs> yeah, and same with
0: Luke. You know what I mean? And I, I, th- I don't want to statistically, but you don't even get. Re- I mean, you're not gonna get. Re- I mean, most people statistically don't get remarried. You're on your own. You're paying your bills and you're doing yep. your stuff. So very important. All right, let's talk about the pre-retirees life insurance. What do you look at?
1: So, so we're looking at, at a couple things when it comes to pre-retire pre-retirees. Is okay? Do they have? Do they still have debt? Uh, If they still have debt, then we we definitely need to carry some some sort of life insurance, um, especially if they're married and and depend on each other's uh, income. Plus, those are the those are the highest earning years and typically your highest saving years for retirement. So, if a lot of times when someone has five years to retirement and they're going to max out their 401k and maybe their spouse is already retired, I'll talk to them about life insurance on that person that's going to continue to work. Because if that person, he or she, doesn't do what they're saying in their plan and ends up passing away, it's going to change their plan right. for sure. And, and if you can't save that $100,000 that last five years, um, it's going to change the plan. And if you pass away, you know, there, there are expenses that go with that too. So yeah, that's a great thing. You don't want to have to out. go back to work.
0: No, no. And then, uh, Cole P, cause we work a lot on this. I know Cole J does, but tell me about long-term care insurance doubling back or excuse me, life insurance doubling back as long-term care insurance, because we get this question a lot. And mm-hmm. like you said, the older you get, the more expensive it gets, especially in that pre-retiree age, your health changes quickly. All oh, of a sudden you're 50, you're healthy. All oh, of a sudden you're 55. And you have heart condition, you know what I mean. Things yeah. change a lot quicker. I feel like
1: they they do. They change between fifty and sixty. I, I see a lot of people where their health their health changes, and and so the, the sooner that you can get a policy that doubles back as a so if you have a life insurance policy that has a long term care writer on it, they don't usually call a long term care writer. It's usually called chronic illness writer or something Critical. like that um
2: fancy terminology
1: yeah yeah so we don't tell we don't sell traditional long term care insurance that's not sold much anymore at all uh because uh the companies that were selling that there used to be like 400 companies that sell it now there's three cuz a lot of them went out of business cuz uh, long term care costs went up so high so I'll get off my soapbox with that but <laughs> we don't sell traditional long term care insurance where you put money in and if you go to a nursing home it gets activated Maybe. Uh, if you don't, then nothing gets activated. We sell life insurance as a long-term care solution, because no matter what happens to you, you're either going to use the money for long-term care or you're going to die and not use it. And then it's going to go to your beneficiary. So one way or another, you're putting money into something and, and you're going to get the money back while you might be dead, but somebody's going to get the money back. <laughs> School
0: be happy Valentine's Day, you're dead. Right. right.
1: And that's one of that's one of the I mean, tying this back to like the financial plan
2: and sitting mm-hmm. down with advisor, why we're talking about this, it can be one of the biggest detriments of your retirement plan and your long term. Yeah, of your strategy of what and especially if one spouse goes in versus the other. That's when it's really a bad scenario where one spouse wants is is has a normal, you know, life, still can live at home, wants to travel, and one spouse, you know, ends up in care, it can suck all the assets you know, from that other spouse and they're just left with a house definitely, and no cat, you know, nothing else. So that's, that's one of the biggest, biggest things. That's why, you know, it's really tied into the financial plan and a big piece of what we do. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back. This podcast is produced by spin market and digital
3: located in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Spin markets, highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, Designing advertisements and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market.
0: Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarket with two Ks dot com. Or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at wwwspinmarketwith with two Ks.com.
3: That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515. 515- 3028026 or visit our website wwwspinmarketwith with 2ks.com.
0: welcome back uh cole p very loyal bronco fan uh stopped over at the super bowl his house and his whole family all the bronco gear on i was like wow yeah (laughs) they go all out we're
1: pretty excited about the sean payton hiring uh know last time when we were doing doing the podcast i was like why is nobody want to coach there and and they must have just been working out terms i would assume how do you feel about it i love it yeah Yeah. it's a great hire yeah i think it's a great hire and i think he'll do well um i you know I'm I'm always a a positive outlook type of guy, but uh, <laughs> hopefully they win more than uh, five games like they did this year, and that's going to be better.
3: Well, yep. my Panthers hired a coach as well. No, yeah. Nobody cares. Well, <laughs> I, I care, Caleb. No. I, I'm happy care. with our hire as well. right. Yeah. Now, yeah, he's great. Now, yeah. now we just need a quarterback. Like, <laughs>
0: okay. I love football. Don't get me wrong, but I am super glad March is coming and there's some great basketball going on. And I just went on to give a shout out to the Iowa women's. I don't know if you've watched them. They lost to Indiana. But yeah, they go play them again. game. Yeah, man. I'm going to the Indiana game. Oh, A
2: lot of hype in the Iowa women's basketball. Okay, right they're 20 cool. and five. It's
0: pretty cool. Caitlin Clark is the best player. Like, national player of the year, easily. Like, she is changing women's basketball, and I know what people are going to say, the tournament. No, she is easily the best women's basketball yes. player. She's phenomenal. The way she can see the court, this is a woman's plug here. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Jalen, but she's amazing. You should watch her. She, yeah. yeah, we watch
2: a lot watched. of games. We yes. watch almost all the Iowa games, women's yeah. Iowa games Yeah, they're, house. they're so... Yeah. Then, the men
1: were on at the same time playing number one Purdue, yes. and the women were playing... Indiana and I was watching the women's game same here
0: and it was the most um watched women's basketball game in history Indiana and women college basketball that's awesome it is and then the Indiana games already sold out at Iowa it's been sold out for weeks that's really cool Oh, that's cool the amount of following Kate and Clark has in like young kids is it's great it's great for women's basketball
1: yeah well back to uh back to the Panthers and Ah! Frank Reich. no (laughs) Uh, sorry, you said you didn't have a quarterback well Tom Brady's available what do you think uh, You'd no. probably take him, wouldn't you? I mean,
3: yes, he'd be <laughs> better than any other option. Tom Brady
0: retired. He I,
2: he should stay retired. He's ta- he, I see he's already uh, getting promoted up to like the lead, you know, is Fox he? News analyst yep. over Greg Olson. Oh, nice. there's, there's like, and Greg Olson just did the Super Bowl. Did you guys <laughs> so, see this?
0: The sand he retired on, so he sat on a beach and retired. Someone went right away, grabbed the sand and sold it for like a hundred thousand dollars. No joke. I can't oh make this gosh. up. And this I'm is like, ridiculous. Don't put that in your budget, it's people. Like the,
2: the NFT thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get into
3: yeah. that. But all right, the whole. The Tom Brady, he's gonna so he's gonna take one year off and then become the lead analyst at Fox. I'm like, are you not gonna like ever take a break in life from football? Yeah,
0: but once you, this is this we this is a good chan- tangent. People who save and save and save get to retirement and they have a hard time spending people who spend 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 and we're like oh my gosh you might want to save a little more they have a really it is however you do life is, is like yes yeah. intentionally like kind of how you do everything is you know what i mean so that's a very interesting he's a guy that needs purpose I'm yes guessing, he you needs know. drive yep. work there's he no way he can just do. go yep. hang out and relax
2: on the beach i could play a lot of golf I'd probably get bored of that. You'd break too. a lot of clubs. <laughs> it's a bit expensive. I was,
1: I was having this conversation with my son and my wife the other day. And, and I, cause they were talking about Tom Brady and, and about how he's going to be an analyst and how he wasn't going to stop basically. And I said, people that are that successful yes. are just wired differently. Yep. Yes. They, they you you, you you hear about the Mamba mentality is yep. kind uh, of like the whole thing about Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Like yep. the whole mentality of, of being successful is just, it's different. Those people are just different.
0: So after Kobe retired, he would still wake up at like 3 or 4 a.m., go to his office, like meditate on his day, pre-work. Just crazy. That's my point.
1: Yes. They're just wired differently. You'll never understand them. They don't want to be understood. They don't
0: want to be understood. They want you to just leave them the heck alone. Yes. All right. That was great. Dollars and cents. Let's go.
1: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. two
0: part we're gonna do a stat and a yeah topic. yeah Open. so
1: so the uh stock market has started out pretty well this year the nasdaq uh was was the first full year of trading for the nasdaq was 1972 so typically that's tech stocks uh small company stocks things like that um this year the gain over the first 25 trading days was 15.7 percent uh which is the third highest of all time so it's wow. uh, off to a great start as far as the Nasdaq goes. Come back a little bit recently, but um, you know we we have both had a positive, or we all three had a positive outlook for this year. Um, as far as, you know, things, not, not necessarily returning to where they were at, but we think that we're getting, you know, getting closer, getting to that point at yeah. some,
2: it's nice to see some positive Nice to see green
0: on the TV. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My Apple watch. Yep. So, all right, Cole J, I heard you have a tip for me today.
2: Yeah. Well, this kind of ties into our budgeting. Caleb, uh, potentially, Caleb, you know, I've grab, yeah, grab got pre-approved for a mortgage, right? Yep. So, so he's, uh, you know, in this, but, uh, just a quick tip here. So if you have a 30-year, and I'm talking about a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, but this can really apply to any loan. So if you if you have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage and you do nothing different, say your, your mortgage payments was a thousand bucks a month for 30 years. If you just take that thousand and do 500 twice a month, so 500 on the first 500 on the 15th. Now you do have to get ahead one month to get this. Yep. You'll shave roughly three years, just not quite three years off your mortgage by doing nothing different. And that's that's a, really attributed to, because you pay daily interest Thank on you. your mortgage. So you're paying 15 days early on a portion of the the interest every month. And over a 30-year lifespan of that mortgage, it's about three years. Now, I will say the caveat, not every bank will was, allow you to do that. So, But, but it, that can apply to almost any loan if you just want to pay, you know, your, your car loan, you want to take it instead of paying monthly, you pay weekly, you're going to save that daily interest, you know, over that lifespan of that loan. So it's going to get you doing no more you're money, paying coming the out of your Same pocket.
0: amount, but you're just paying it ahead yeah,
2: and you're paying a little less interest because you're, you're paying less days. That, you know, that's a
1: great tip. And, and I told Cole, I was like, I've never heard of that before. And I've been doing my payments wrong my whole life. So I will be switching yeah. a lot of things around. <laughs>
0: Just an enhancing people's life through a
2: podcast, right? Yep.
0: One money tip at a time. That
2: might be the, the best tip we've ever had on yep. dollars and cents. Yeah. People's um, people, a lot. Of, I've gone through it a lot of people, especially with like big debts, like someone has really big debt and they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, you're not doing, you're not, it's no more money out of your pocket. It's That's a great tip. Yep. So just want to make sure that we're clear. So you, you use the example
3: of a thousand dollars, 30 years. It yeah. doesn't change based on how big your mortgage
2: is, the three year versus like three years cut off at the end. It's just that two payments. Even yeah. if you didn't want to split that, say you want to pay less the second time, you're still going to save money because you're paying more principal or you're paying less daily interest, interest mm-hmm. over the money The money's going along. more to yep. the principal. Yep. Yep. I'm just using that as an example, but yeah, yeah it's it's the, the it's paying twice a month is what matters.
0: And just for a first time home buyer, PMI, do you know what that is, Caleb? Uh, and how to
3: avoid
2: it? mortgage insurance
3: if you do 20 percent down you avoid it
0: they okay yeah, yeah here we go yeah i just feel like i, you I will know, admit just we're tangent. not
1: going to be
3: avoiding it
0: but if it right. no, un... you're yeah, very common yeah. yeah i just was thinking about. but a lot that of people don't, don't know, know once that.
1: you get to that point where you've paid 20 percent off you can re you know redo your loan or take the mortgage insurance off actually the mortgage company won't do it a lot of times
2: ta- a lot of times if you just even if you're call. close mm-hmm. and you call the mortgage company and ask Hey, uh, you know, I think I'm at 20%, you know, equity value of my house. They'll a lot of times take the PMI off. Yeah. Yep. So if they just saved you a bunch of money, Extra make sure you let them money. know. Yeah. Get, send them a
3: thank you card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. No, that's great. All right. I'm in my financial meeting. I'm getting exhausted because these guys are asking all the questions. It's but not that exhausting. No, it's fun. I get excited. That's like, I would say this too. That's probably our favorite part of the job, sitting with people, getting to know them.
2: I going w- through in their story. It. I will say, I will say we're, we're we, 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 we did this over two meetings, you know, two meetings, podcasts or two podcasts. A lot of times we're going to, if we're really extensive with you, it's probably going to be a multi-meeting yes. type of process, especially if we're building a real elaborate panel. We or you have a lot going on or you need to, you know, we might focus on budgeting the first half and then it's your, you know, your, your accumulation on the second half or yeah. your insurance in the second portion. We don't, we don't handle everything at once. We don't expect, we don't yeah. want everyone to glaze yeah. over, eyes glaze over
1: and, yeah. you know, fall yeah. asleep on us. You know? We don't, like, don't have four hour meetings. Yeah. So.
0: No, no. That's good to know. Okay. Disability insurance. Cole Peterson. What is it? Why do I need it? Why do you want to know about it?
1: Yeah. So disability insurance is is important uh, for everyone that has a job and has an income because if you are hurt and you can't work, um, you know, if anybody depends on your income, which typically you pretend on your, you know, depend on your income, but you might have a spouse or kids that depend on your income. Your retirement
2: savings depends, depends on, your, savings. On, yep. on your income.
1: Yep. So disability insurance is if you, if you get hurt, whether are you're on the job or not on the job. Um, I'm I'm not going to go down the workman's comp route at all. I'm just saying disability in general. Um, It would pay out to you um, like a paycheck after typically 90 to 120 days, sometimes six months, sometimes one year. But you can set it up however you'd like to, but you would have an income if you can't work. So mostly very important for people that are self-employed, where you don't have an employer that provides you some sort of disability um, policy. So us as financial advisors, we're not employed by anybody we employ ourselves. So we have to have disability insurance because if we can't work, we don't have a disability policy. Uh, another thing to, to also let people know is, is just because you have a disability policy through work doesn't mean you're covered. You are covered at typically 60% and that is also paid to you, but it is taxed because your employer has paid for that for you. Mm-hmm. So you're a tax. So usually you're only going to collect about 50%. So Bailey, if, if I cut 50% of your income right now for you and Luke, would that, would that change things for you guys? Oh, that'd be a dagger. Yeah. It would change things, right? Looking at there me. goes the budget.
0: Yeah. well, yeah, that's that emergency. Yeah. But then it, you can't catch mm-hmm. up because you never know how long you're off work.
1: Right. And, and, and we've had people our age that, are, you know, get sick and, and they can't work for two or three years recovering from cancer or, or you know, things do happen. So, you know, you don't want to overinsure. We don't ever want to overinsure you, but we've got to get you something that will at least get you past a point in your life where you a bridge are in trouble. through that yeah. time. Yep
0: okay, what are some other things we look at? Cole J, I got all my insurance, got my all my income, you got all my statements. What other assets do you look at? I know I said other assets before, and we kind of went into insurance. So let's shift to the other. other yeah.
2: Assets. So I'd say most common scenarios where we're, were kind of rounding out the plan here of, of talking about, okay, uh, maybe it's a business owner, right? We're using that self-employed individual business owner, you know, and he's, he's well, big piece of my retirement, selling my business. You know, that's, that's another asset that we're going to look at. Or most commonly for us in this area is farmland, right? That's a big piece of people's retirement income. And th- those are another piece that we're gonna we're gonna round out, tie into your financial plan. And how's that look? Are we gonna, you know, have a liquidity event where, you know, maybe fifty-five, we're selling a business for a million dollars and that's a big piece, and then we're gonna design the income off of that. Or it's hey, I've got, you know, 250 acres of farmland that I'm gonna get fifty thousand dollars a year in cash rent for. Good. That's a big piece. So, those are all all tied back into into the overall plan and things that you know, and that might come into you know other real estate assets. You know, it's it's a lot of times tied to the real estate. Yeah, and
1: and people's homes also, I think, are are important. And that's what kind of goes back to the, the the debt that you have on your home. But when you're in retirement. Um, you know, sometimes you decide to sell the house and go to a condo and, and you're going to have obviously a windfall of cash. And what are we going to do with that cash at that point? Um, some people want to, in retirement, purchase another house uh, down in Florida or in Arizona or wherever. So we're going to talk about that. So not just always, you know, what you have, but what do you want to have in the future too? Uh, Cause that's something that people want to do.
0: Okay. Mr. Business owners, I'm looking at you guys. Should I just rely on selling my business for retirement? Cause we have this conversation a lot. What's your guys' thoughts there?
1: So I would say the most common mistake I see with business owners, uh, especially in this area, is they put all their money back into the business and they don't set up for the you know, what is- unforeseen um, or I can't sell my business at the end. Um, because you are always going to value your business more than anybody else probably in the world your business, because that's how you've made your living. You've done maybe been doing it your whole life, maybe only for about 10 years, but either way, you are always going to value your business at a higher amount than anyone else in the world will. And for you to actually get the amount that you want for your business, you typically have to start two to three years before you want to actually sell it.
0: That's a good point.
1: So you got to, you got to, you got to prepare really longer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: longer thinking
0: who's going to prospect that business yep. way yep. ahead of the retirement yep. time. But, Go ahead. but
1: the average time for a business to sell is two to three years. I don't know exactly what it is today, but um, it's two to three years for you to sell that business. But also you got to be realistic on price. Um, you're it's, the business is only worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. It yep. yep. doesn't That's matter a, anything else.
2: I always, I always will ask, you know, when I'm having these conversations with a business owner of saying, you know. First and foremost, kind of look at okay, if you didn't show up for today, you know, can your business function for the next year? Yeah. And if it can, you probably got something that's worth a little bit more because you have built the the structure in place. If it's like, no, that baby's gotta run, I gotta be there every day. I am the business. Pro- yeah, it's not it's not gonna be probably as valuable when you step away unless you really have a lead person that that's that you're teeing that up to. But most of the time, if you do have someone you're selling to, they're probably doing a lot of the work already. So you're already a like calf dialed out. Your, your business is going to be valued more at that point. And that's where it's, it's easier maybe to, you know, understand that. Or if someone has a plan of like, yep, this individual, uh, you know, is, is, I have earmarked, we've already talked about buying the business, but then you have to plan, yeah. you know, how's that person going to be able to buy, actually buy you out and the mechanics of buying, buying Correct. you out.
0: And I think people just assume it's going to be a quick, it's not like um, a quick purchase. You, there's a process to it. And I understand the pride of your business and why you feel like it's worth it. Cause you have put your blood, sweat and tears in it, but just to be again proactively planning if it's worth that. And I, it could be a large part of your retirement plan, but just to put all your eggs there. And like, that is my retirement plan. That's put, that's puts a lot of stress on a business owner and the whole process of it. You always want to have
2: options. That's yeah. why I always, I always say that like, you know, being in control of like, I can choose to stay in, involved in the business or I can choose to dial out. And I, yeah, I've saved a bunch of assets. So if this falls through, I still have some assets over here. I don't have to solely rely on my business selling for me to retire successfully.
1: Yeah. That whole thing with succession planning. again, that takes years. That doesn't take months. Yeah. Yep. So people, Don't, don't try to, you know, I'm going to retire at 65 and come to, you know, a financial advisor at 64 and a half and say, I need a succession plan for the next six months. It doesn't work that way. So, um, you know, selling your business and putting all your money into your business is not, you know, it's not. Ideal, but if you're going to do that, you've got a plan for mm-hmm. you know how you're going to go get out of it. Basically, that's that's probably the number one thing. Also, that I see, I already said number one thing, so number two thing <laughs> that I see is people just don't have a plan on how to get out, yes, or don't know how to get or out, or don't
0: know who to help them get out, yep, right. And that's again that analogy like, I'm not going to the gym and getting abs by doing my workouts, I have no idea, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same thing, walk through. And I feel like we could do a whole podcast just for business owners on planning. And that's a separate whole thing in itself. But just again, young people, old people, business owners, just the importance of being organized, looking at my debt, looking at my retirement plan, looking at my budget. Like these are things we look at every day and just having someone to guide you through it. So here's my question. Last question. I love to just put the guys on the spot. If I want to meet with you guys, I'm nervous. What would you say just to make me feel comforted to meet you guys?
1: Uh, start drinking in the morning. <laughs> 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 no, uh,
0: just they love when I ask them questions yeah. and they're not ready for it. <laughs> Do you
2: want be ready to have the conversation? There you yeah. know, you know, just ask the question. Just, just the first step is always action. Mm-hmm. You know, just make a, like, hey, I have this specific. You know, and and we don't go in detail with every single person. We we much prefer to know more, the more, the the better for us, because the better advice we can get. But if you have a specific problem, you're like, hey, I'm really concerned about this. We're gonna focus on that at first and probably mold in the other things, but, but know that, you know, first step is just asking the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We're, we're usually go, the first meeting or the first or the second meeting. We're going to give you what you want, you know, what concerns um, you the most. And then maybe the third or fourth meter, a couple years down the right road, we're going to give you what you need. Um, yeah. what we do on needs analysis, we're going to say, okay, you know, we took care of your 401k, your investments, everything, but you need life insurance, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're going to, we're not going to probably start there because we want to do with what you're concerned with. But I would, I would say that you know, coming prepared is probably what I would tell someone that is nervous about meeting with a financial advisor. Just come prepared, bring your statements, bring, bring as much information as ask you can questions. with you. Um, because we can, you know, we'll ask questions based on the statements, but the more information we have, uh, the better and the less questions maybe we'll have to ask you. So,
0: yeah, I think another thing to keep in mind is this is relationship based. Like we want you guys to want to work with us and cool and cool. I'm just gonna say this, you're just normal, nice family guys in the community. You're not, I mean, you guys are a little dorky at times when you talk about golf. Aren't we yeah. all
3: dorky? Okay.
0: Yeah. okay, I'm, I'm the, the there, biggest miss, dork. Miss budget. I am a there. dork. But you know what I mean? I just want people to understand, like, we're not, you guys aren't intimidating. The process isn't intimidating. We're having and, real conversations. Yes, and we're just That's real people, like general people who care and want you to have a great plan. And I mean, the geeky thing is we love planning. So, like, we look at these kind of things every day. Whereas you don't really need to be intimidated because you're not looking at this stuff every day. You're not thinking about it every day. Like my husband says all the time, like people ask him, like, what should I do? He's like, I don't know. My wife does that. Like, you know what I mean? He just, so I think that's a good tangent to know for a first time meeting. Yeah, but for sure. But I'm going to do my, before I do my quote, we want you to, don't forget to share this with a friend who might need a financial planner or don't want to know what planning is. Like it on YouTube. Caleb, am I missing some other social media? If you made
3: it this far in the podcast, please give them a five-star review because they did a great job today. Yeah. Um, and it helps more people find this podcast. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on podcasting platforms. Follow them, not us. I'm just the producer. You're, you're part of it. Um, you're part of it. And uh, make sure you follow these guys on their social media accounts, CF, uh, Cole CFG, Cole CFG, Bailey CFG. Yes. LinkedIn, you can find Facebook. Us. You'll be able to find it. Just look we appreciate, up. KFG. We
0: appreciate the support though. Cause we want to be able to keep giving you great content. Yeah. And, and sure. Cole, and Cole Peterson doesn't understand the algorithm. So help him out.
3: Yeah, <laughs> doesn't understand yeah we've been in, too. Before the podcast today, we were explaining how all the organic traffic works to Cole Peterson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know what organic, what traffic. organic traffic. Oh, we got to wrap this yeah. up. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: don't sell yourself short. You are more capable than you think. Never stop dreaming and striving. Steph Curry.
1: Oh. Go Cubs.
3: You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms.
1: For now, I'm Cole, and I'm Cole, and we'll see you on the Greens.
2: For.
3: Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary, therefore... The information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying
2: ability of the issuing insurance company.